This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Today we hear a young driver who's been on the Porsche Pyramid and about to switch to the Supercars Pyramid. And he talks about jumping into a supercar for the first time earlier in the week. Yeah, it was uh, definitely something different and probably felt just as just as foreign if not even a little bit more when I first jumped in it yesterday but um, now we soon got a bit of a grasp on things. 2023 looks like it's going to be a high quality field in the Dunlop Super 2 category which Love acknowledges. See with the likes of you know Kai Allen and Zach Best racing again there's definitely going to be some drivers in there with a fair bit more experience than a supercar than compared to myself. Aaron Love joins us today on Inside Supercars and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're welcoming a man who's been doing wonderful things in Porsches this year in both Europe and in Australia, that being Aaron Love. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. G'day mate, it's, uh, yeah, it's good to be back again, can't really complain. The reason we're talking to Aaron is because while he's finished his fourth season, he uh, had a moment yesterday at Winton Raceway um, that he had never felt before. Tell us about driving the Cool Drive Mustang as a precursor to 2023 when you take the reins of the Blanchard machine. Yeah, it was uh, definitely something different and probably felt just as a just as foreign, if not even a little bit more when I first jumped in it yesterday. But um, now we soon got a bit of a grasp on things. So now it was a lot of fun to drive and really enjoyed the way that you're going to drive those cars. And just going into next year, it then gives us a bit of a base to start on and not have to start from scratch when, you know, we're burning up test days that then count into our allocation for next year so no i really enjoyed it but also got a lot out of it which is probably the most important thing as you well know from all your driving experience to date and you've driven mostly open wheelers up until jumping into a porsche and you did both the sprint challenge and then at least three years i know of in career recovery is that right three years yeah just about so yeah 2020 21 and then this year in 22 and and of course in both france and uh, australia so the car it obviously is a lot heavier than what you're used to. Did that part of the thing that you were learning about, was that sort of part of your learning curve? Um, yeah, a little bit, but also just sort of getting a feel for how the car almost goes through the corners because obviously it's got a lot diff, so you have to be really patient with them but also really smooth with them, which is uh, probably having to 
rewire my brain from the past year because the new cup car is fairly different to drive and you got to hustle them fairly hard compared to the old ones. So just sort of settled into it and had to take it a little bit easier and just sort of build up to it. But no, we um, definitely got there by the end of the day. So it uh, at least gives us something to build on going into next year. The ergonomics would be totally different because that you would never, I suppose you've sat in a supercar at some stage but not driven. Is that right? No, I never drove one till uh, yesterday. So definitely noticed the being a fair different obviously sitting a little bit higher off the ground but also a lot further away from the windscreen which was probably almost the weirdest thing because even in a gt car or especially in the cup car you don't really sit that too sit too far away from the front windscreen so uh no i got used to it after a little while but it was uh certainly a different feeling that's for sure now this was a, a rookie day or an evaluation day for you yesterday uh, yeah, so they had an evaluation day. So it was uh, Kai Allen, Cam McLeod and myself in the BRT car. And then Walkinshaw was there as well as Tickford and BJR. So there were a few cars going around. And um, yeah, it was uh, probably a good day for everyone out there. I don't think anyone there driving a supercar could complain too much about spending their Wednesday doing that. There would have been a greasy track at some stage during that day, I imagine. Uh, we got pretty lucky with the weather and they got a very slight shower towards the end of the day, but um, no, it was good. None of the rain that was coming down in Melbourne actually made it, made it out to Winton, so we got pretty lucky with that, which was really good, so then we could get in some valuable track time. What's the thing, the first impression, the thing that really hits you about those first few laps that you did? Probably the, like actually just feeling the gears change and everything like that. It's sort of a bit more of a big beast, I guess you could say, from... Um, coming from the cup car so um yeah noticing the actually having to shift the gears but also how physical the car is in terms of how i guess aggressive the car is not necessarily how physical it is to drive but just how loud and brutal the car is as you're well aware that we have great years of the uh, development series the dunlop series as it's now known and there's some not so good i mean you know 2012 i think it was was when Chaz and Nick Perkett and Scott Pye and, you know, they came through in one year. I haven't yet heard who next year's going to be, but um, with yourself and a number of others that are looking likely, like Kai Allen, it looks like it could be another one of those very strong years. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a pretty strong year, obviously, with the likes of, you know, Kai Allen and Zach Best racing again. There's definitely going to be some drivers in there with a fair bit more experience than a supercar that compared to myself but also i think there's a couple of other drivers that are looking at doing it so if you know that all sort of pans out then it will definitely be a more competitive year than it has been in previous and the most recent years so um you know if that all sort of happens then it'll be really good but nevertheless there'll still be at least you know a good handful of drivers that will be really fast but also have a lot of experience in those cars Aaron, how did this opportunity to race with Cool Drive in 2023 come about? Many people would have seen what you're doing in the Carrera Cup and being part of the Porsche pyramid and understanding how well you were going in Europe. They might have expected the announcement to be that you were leaving our shores for good. Yeah, it sort of almost started a little bit back in the middle of the year. I sort of had a hard think about where I wanted to race and what I enjoyed most. So I sort of came to the conclusion after speaking to a few people who 
it just sort of given me a few pointers on, you know, what I should focus on in terms of making a decision and soon decided that Australia is where I wanted to race and that would be obviously in a supercar. So then it was, you know, following that through into getting introduced to a couple of different people and started chatting to a few different teams and then ultimately started talking to Tim and just after him showing me through what, you know, they had already put into place in the past 12 months and what they were, you know, working towards and what they wanted to build into the future years. It sort of made a little bit more sense to work with a team that was not only in Sotheby's, but also had intentions in working with the driver going forward. So that's obviously been a big factor, a part of it, but also, you know, having the trust in them that they'll uh, be able to produce the machinery that, you know, we need to get where we need to get to so no it all sort of started to build off probably a few weeks after tail and bend and you know it's come to light in the recent couple days i guess and was it a tough was it a tough negotiation how did tim realize that you were a potential driver for his team i think it all sort of came through michael ritter at sonic so Obviously, Tim drove with um, them uh, a few years ago, but also they've had a really long relationship and they're, you know, basically family. So it all sort of started through there. And I think Mick had a good chat to him and obviously Mick's one of the people that I trust a lot and he sort of helped me um, decide where I want to go and introduced me to a few people. So that's sort of where it started and just sort of started to get the ball rolling from there, I guess. In fact, that very subject, one of the uh, things I was trying to do was get in contact with Tim. And as you well know, he wasn't available because he was overseas at the uh, uh, driving in the Walter Hayes Trophy in the Formula Ford Festival. Um, well, I understand. I haven't spoken to him yet, um, but he came 11th, I think, in the, in the race over there. Um, have you uh, covered that subject with at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He, um, him and actually Mick went over, Mick ran the car for him and I think they had a few early struggles in the weekend, but I think he had a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, I think the last, he didn't quite make it through the first couple laps, but I think both him and Mick really enjoyed, you know, sort of working together again, but also going over there for a fair bit of fun. Tim got back into his Formula Ford at uh, the Winton round of the National Championship this year and showed the young men there that... Uh, he hadn't lost any skill. He won the round. Um, uh, a wonderful weekend at that for the Blanchards. Yeah, he's uh, well, he's done a fair few laps in a Formula Ford, and you know, he, I was, when I was speaking to him over the weekend, he said it you know feels like home any time any time he jumps in once. So he obviously loves joint, driving those cars, and you know, it's quite a competitive field in Australia at the moment. So he obviously still does pretty well for an old fella. So no, nah, he uh, he still goes right. That's for sure. So with the long-term plan being in Australia, how many years do you want to be in the Dunlop series before you make the step, the next step to the main game? Well, obviously, there's no really shortcutting any corners, um, especially trying to get into supercars and how competitive it is at the moment, and especially with the new car. But I think in the coming years, you know, even in, even in the next year or two, there'll be a lot of opportunity open up with a few of the older guys maybe taking a step back after spending a year in the new car and finding it a little bit too different but um yeah obviously definitely at least a year um and then we'll sort of go from there and um 
it will just have to build up and try not to rush these things. And, you know, obviously if we take to it pretty quickly, then we might even be able to start the ball rock getting rolled um, fairly soon. But, um, you know, if it takes a little bit longer, then it takes a little bit longer. So we'll just have to take it as it comes and, you know, obviously not try to get too frustrated with how everything how everything's going to go if it um, goes that way. Now, Tim Slade is leaving Cool Drive Racing's main game program at the end of this year, and Todd Hazelwood is stepping into the seat. Do you know Todd at all? No, I don't. I've never actually met Todd before, but um, from what I understand, the relationship between him, Tim, and Cool Drive have been there for a couple of years, obviously through BJO, and Tim used to be there, and that sort of obviously worked for him back then. So I don't think it'll be too much of a culture shock for the for the team, but also for Todd. So I think it'll be quite a strong team. We'd certainly be able to learn a lot off him and build on that going forward. And what about the engineering mix for the car you'll be driving next year? Was there much talk about who your engineer is and, and who's going to be crewing the car for you? Uh, yeah, we all sort of got that all finalised in the past week or so. Obviously, um, Mirko from the supercars point of view will be based um, and solely focused in supercars, but at the same time, because it's sort of a small team, but um, at the same time they're growing, then everybody's sort of involved with, you know, all the grooming processes and learning the car, and obviously Mirko and Matt Nielsen and everyone, including Tim, have got a huge amount of knowledge in supercars, so everyone will sort of be there to guide me along a bit, and, you know, we'll just have to learn off everyone and keep on going how we're going from from where we are today. Well, Aaron, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you're going to do uh, wonderfully well in the series and particularly with a team that's not dissimilar to where you've been with Sonic, a family team, a lot of friendly faces and a lot of people who care about racing a lot and that's what they want to do and that's evident in the fact that uh, Tim and Mick were over there at the Formula Ford Festival. Um, so we wish you all the best to have a great Christmas um, with your family. Uh, Jordan's coming back soon to uh, join you for Christmas? Uh, yeah, he's actually back in Australia at the moment. He's um, floating around up in Queensland, I think, but um, he gets back to Perth, I think, early December. So, no, it'd be nice to have everyone back in Perth for Christmas for for a bit of a change. But, um, yeah, looking forward to having a bit of a break. Well, before then, of course, you're going to be having some time with the team and learning just firsthand and Having Tim Slade there in Adelaide when you're uh, learning, you know, what he's going to be doing with your car, because while you don't take ownership just yet, I'm sure that you'll be feeling it's my car soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'll probably end up going over to Adelaide and get to sit in on a few of their debriefs just to get a further understanding and how everyone works and how the car works and, you know, try and take in as much knowledge and be a bit of a sponge as best I can to, you know, try and build on what the knowledge I've got at the moment. So now I'm going to enjoy the process, that's for sure. Enjoy it all. I hope to see you with Craig Will as well in Adelaide. Um, and uh, all the very best because uh, you've earned this drive well and truly. You've uh, shown you the speed you've got 
and Racecrafton, some wonderful races both on the Gold Coast and Bathurst. Congratulations, Aaron. It's been a wonderful year and may that continue into 23. Yeah, really looking forward to it and obviously it's been great to get back and have a good chat to you guys. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.